You're listening to Arrowhead Radio. He doesn't love us because we're good. He loves us because he's good. You can't steer a boat that's not moving. We, need, we as Christians, we need to start opening our mouths. And it says that he who believes on the Son has life, and he that does not believe um, does not have life, and the wrath of God abides on him. Uh, to me, one of the greatest things God did to me was give me peace, give me a hope, give me a promise. And I thought, I have eternal life. I'm, I'm about for heaven, and it's, it's forever. I'm Mark Dana. And I'm Venus Cote. And this is Hope to the Nations. Today we have uh, with us a guest. Would you introduce yourself to us? Sure. Um, my name is Peter Eric Constant, and I'm married to my wife, Charlene, and we are part-time missionaries with NCEM. And we are situated on a Pascua Cree nation, which is near uh, the Paw Manitoba. And our reserve is approximately um, about 4,000 people under. And the wow. town of itself, the town of the Paw is about 6,000. So we, we minister at the church called Riverside Bible Church, located on the Umperville Settlement, which is two miles off the Pascua Cree nation. As a matter of fact, Umperville Settlement is a Métis community. It is an um, interesting dynamic. <laughs> mm, but yes. Our church is mostly filled with uh, First Nations people, and we do have our own website as well, at RiversideWildChurch.ca. You grew up on, in the community you're, you're in right now? Yes. I do believe I know your parents. Your mother went home to be with the Lord a few years ago, didn't she? Did, yes. I went to Bible school with them. I was there on their final year when they graduated. Yeah, I remember yeah, really? you too. Just a smaller guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. So you grew up with parents that went off to Bible school. Right. With the older generation, like, like Venus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that as a compliment. That's right, the elders. Yes, exactly. Yes. Mark called me old earlier. <laughs> elder, elder respect. That's what we want. Yes. So, Peter, tell us about yourself, your conversion. I know that uh, you had Christian parents, and I know that you were at the Bible school, but your own conversion. Okay. I became a believer at age seven, and it was my mom who explained the importance of of accepting the Lord Jesus Christ into my heart for salvation and, and to get into heaven. You know, she explained that I was a sinner and that the bad things that I did would keep me from entering heaven. And she explained that, you know, Jesus is able to save me from sin and, and that we can have that relationship with him, that he would be with us forever. What I remember is, you know, this man whose name is Jesus is God who went to the cross for us to die for our sins. And that right now we're, we're um, separated from God because of our sin. And at that young age, 
it's very it is very scary for me to hear that you know i had a concept of god because we went to the anglican church and and um yeah for me to know who god was at that age and for him to be angry at me because of my sin that's the way i saw it mm-hmm. um, i didn't want that i didn't want that to happen so it reminds me of romans 10 verse 9 you know that confess with your mouth that jesus is lord and believe in your heart that god raised him from the dead you will be saved i really truly be- believe that with all my heart you know? so that was the beginning of my relationship with jesus christ now that you're older how how do you see it now what do you see it today how do i see my relationship with christ is um you know that relationship has deepened i uh, <clears throat> i can honestly say that you know as i read his word i can actually picture him it is like he's talking to me mm. and it's like it is like father and child time when i open god's word and hear from him and mm. then by the power of his holy spirit he's ministering me, you know what he wants to say to me so that's how i view that personal relationship it's it's so special and it's something that i just value within my heart and each day i look forward to getting up each morning to have devotion knowing that i'm going to be that god is going to be speaking to me and that i'm going to be there listening to him you know yes like i said it's a wonderful relationship amen Peter, like for the person that heard that, here's the same idea that that God is angry with them uh, because of their sins and actually have fear because of it. What would you say to them today now that you've experienced this relationship? Well, mostly I've been getting questions about um, people who understand God from um, a religious aspect. And that I mean, you know, they have the fear that if they don't follow the Ten Commandments or something or don't pray to him that God will be angry. When they think like that, when they talk like that, in their mind, they know that God is high and above all things. Yeah. Their fear, their fear comes from knowing that God can do whatever he wants. Kind of, it's kind of an open door after they reveal that. Like, yeah. hey, this person has a concept of God, not getting the full picture yet. So that's mm. where I explain that relationship. Like what I just said, when you open his word, when you pray to him, even when you go to church and fellowship with other believers, you're having that relationship. The good thing is a lot of people do understand when I say it in those terms. I find mm-hmm. that most First Nations people as well, because we are relational, we are um, family-oriented. When you mentioned the word relationship and God, Father, that seems to click. They seem to understand that that relationship is possible. How do you see the role of the Holy Spirit in your life, in the life of a believer? Well, the Holy Spirit is is so close to me that you know, I when I 
when I talk with him, when I ask him things to reveal to me through his word, you know, it's almost like he's, like I can picture him like he's right there. It's just the, the power of the Holy Spirit, right? Like he dwells within each believer who puts faith in Christ. It's almost like we have we have access to this personal relationship through the Holy Spirit. Mm. Um, yeah. So grateful for God the Father, God the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And it just blows me away sometimes that he's with me wherever I go. And I just mm. value, again, that joy of that relationship. I guess that's when his word comes, becomes real when he says, we're not alone. He'll never leave nor forsake. He's always with us. Yes, that's exactly. Sure. Yeah. With the, the situation with the uh, political situation in Canada right now, um, it can be kind of, uh, it's just say pretty much charged or, you know, tense. What would you say to somebody about Jesus and the whole role of what's going on now? I'll just say around residential schools and the church's roles in that. Uh, how would you present to somebody who was looking at it from that point of view, where would Jesus be in that situation? Hmm, that's a good question. Because there's two ways you can look at it. And most people look at it from the negative point of view, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of blame, a lot of bitterness, which ultimately is unforgiveness in people's hearts. So I... I try to identify where they're coming from and what they what they truly want to hear. Like somebody who is already, um, I'll just say, hard-hearted and just wants to maybe start a debate or an argument. I'll just listen to them because to me, what they it sounds like they're just venting. Mm. From the other side, and I recently had a conversation with somebody in regards to this. They actually asked, "Help me to understand Christianity." don't understand why we as first people had to go through this ordeal with in regards to residential school and things like that and again i pointed to christianity is more than a religion you know it is it is sad from history that you know certain religious organizations use the bible or abuse the bible to seek their agenda I said, don't don't get distracted or caught up in that. By that I mean, don't blame God for what has happened and how they pretty much abused His Holy Bible and His Word with their agenda. And they understood that right away. As a matter of fact, they it's almost like they were re- relieved and happy that I had said that because they really wanted to understand, you know. What was God's, where was God, basically? They're coming from the concept of God is love, but why did that happen? God never forgot about you. He said it's just that because of his sovereignty and will from history, as we see, this had to happen. It's not him that did that. We must make that very clear. We have to seek him. We have to walk with him during this time and if we're still working through that pain and that hurt of our past and who better to walk with than the Lord Jesus Christ himself and the healer to give us you know, hope and assurance today and for the future yes yes 
makes me uh, think of the verse in Hebrews that says that he's the exact image of God and that God in the past had spoken through the prophets, but now mm. have spoken to us in his son. So everything that God wants to say is in his son. And yet we can sometimes as people make him look bad by his bad associations, right? The way that the mm-hmm. abuses that have come about through it. So it's good to know that we have a loving God at the core of what our relationship is, right? Do you have a family, Peter? Well, I, I it's just my wife and I. Mm-hmm. But we live next door to my dad, Mrs. Yes. Eric. Does he still sing? He does, yes. And if you go on our website at riversidebiblechurch.ca, he, he's singing on there. And uh, you might remember some of the songs that he sung in the past. Yeah. You know, he really he loves singing still in the church. Mm. Are you involved in your community? You live in in the community right are you involved in any way or are you uh, what are you doing these days i mean aside from being the assistant pastor at the riverside bible church also yeah. the chaplain at the mcgillery care home here on our on the reserve okay and yeah. i get i get a lot of opportunity to uh share god's word in gospel songs and to pray with the elders here in the care home Wow. Also, that's a great privilege. Yeah, and, you know, pre-COVID, we were having church services in there as well. And also, I uh, get to, you know, pray with uh, my coworkers as well. They yeah. all know who I am and that I am a pastor and that request prayer and ask for, you know, advice. One of the um, challenges that I have at working at the care home is um, some people who have willingly embraced cultural and um, spiritual traditions in First Nations. They see a lot of um, spirits. And usually those spirits are in the form of children. So the elders, they are scared, and they ask me to go pray for them in their room and read the Bible. But I have to be very clear as to you know before i do it say okay i'm going to pray for you but i'm doing it because you're asking me and because you're asking me you know who i am and that i'm a believer in jesus christ and that i serve the lord god so you're you're not just asking me you're asking god to help and i ask him do you understand that say yes Say, okay, then I will pray for you because you have asked. So I go into the room and I read the Bible, I read God's word, and I pray and I ask the Lord to remove those spirits or spirit that instilling fear into the elder. And Mm -hmm. usually the next day they come up to me and they thank me and say, oh, thank you. You know, I feel that peace in my room again. Thank you so much. So it's just a, testament to God's power and that those who, you know, call upon the name of the Lord and, and look to him only, he will, he will help them. He is the Prince of Peace, right? Yes. Prince of Peace. 
I also heard through the grapevine that you are a very good Bible teacher. Yes, I do teach the Bible. <laughs> yeah, and I I heard that you do it well. So that's an oh, encouragement. Yes, are thank you, you very um, much. Are you furthering your studies as well, I heard? Another grapevine from another direction? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just completed my first year at Miller College of the Bible in the graduate program. So I'm going for my master's in biblical studies. Yay! Good. Yes. Mm -hmm. We just got back last week. So my head was just filled with this knowledge. I'm praying that the Lord will filter that into my heart. Mm. Yes. I just love God's word. I love learning from his word, but more importantly, it's this sense that he's so close to me and that, you know, again, I emphasize that relationship factor, that he is my Lord and my God, and I love my Heavenly Father. Just love learning. Well, let me encourage you. It is nice to see, well, not nice, but good to see young Native men behind the pulpit teaching and preaching. And I know that there's a lot of Native men out there. And to me, that's an inspiration and encouragement to me to know that there are Native men who've, who've carried, who have taken up that torch and are willing to teach and use it to teach other Native people. Thank you. What about your, your relationship, your other relationship is, uh, with your wife? Where did you meet her and how did that come to pass? It's interesting that when I was younger, probably around 21 years old to the age of 35. I was not walking strongly with the Lord. I got involved in, um, in music. And through that, people started to notice um, that I was a good guitar player and musician. So they started asking me to play in, yep. in bars and venues and stuff like that. Yep. And then I got caught up in the world of... Um, alcohol and drugs so for about 10 or 12 years i was in that lifestyle it is also interesting to point out that um i, I was still reading my bible and praying to god but i knew that i was not walking strongly for the lord during that time near the end of when i stopped doing drugs and alcohol i must have been about 35 the lord just told me you have to stop now you have to stop. And I always wondered why at that time he just, just said that. Two, two months after I had stopped drinking and doing drugs, that's when my mom had passed away. Mm. I died from her diabetes complications. I sat beside her on her bed, her bedside there, and I just told her, you know, I held her hand and I said, no, mom, I'm, I stopped drinking and doing drugs. And, want you to know that I'm going to serve the Lord. You know, in her state, you know, she see a tear run down her eye and you know, shortly after that, maybe a couple of days after. And ever since then, you know, I haven't touched alcohol or drugs and almost like the Lord took away those cravings. That's when I really started to pursue the Lord. It is through the help of um a senior pastor, Dennis Anderson, that started to give me a lot of sermons. 
and I would listen to them and I would write them out, like outlines and the points and the verses and everything. Did that for a few years. And that's how I learned to really seek the Lord and to, to restore that relationship with him again. Also, during that time, my cousin, George, there's a local festival here called Chopper's Festival, and they have a, um, a time where gospel singers or gospel bands can come and play. Yeah. And uh, it, called, it was called the Coffee House. So that's when I met Charlene. And uh, when we first met each other, we didn't say anything. Um, I was still getting over um, lifestyle, and she was a new person here. So we didn't say anything to each other at first. She sings as well, and so do I, and I play guitar. My cousin plays bass. One of his co-workers, is a, who also is a believer, played keyboard. So we formed this group, and we went to this coffee house. And it was during that time that's when Charlene and I got to know each other. Eventually, people started noticing that we're this group and that we were playing gospel music. They started inviting us to um, gospel jams and to their church to sing and things like that. And we did that for approximately two or three years. And during that time, you know, Charlene and I got to know each other. We became friends. And yeah, it was just a good time to fellowship with other believers and to, to learn, again, how to have a relationship. One day at a camp, I saw Charlene talking with a, one of the other band members. That's when I noticed. I said, oh, no. Like her. <laughs> <laughs> the reason I said it like that is because we're friends, right? And I didn't yeah. want, to, didn't want to, to damage that relationship. But I really had to pray and ask God, um, Lord, if this is from you, then you got to give me the words to say, and you, you got to prepare Charlene's mind and heart for, for me to express how I feel about her. Mm-hmm. So in God's way, he did. So he gave me the confidence to approach her. And it was after a supper that we were having at the church gathering. I just looked at her and I said, Charlene, do you want to go for a walk so we can talk? And she told me she was thinking this later. She said, oh, no, he likes me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, that's all it took. Yeah, yeah, that's all it took. So we went for a walk, we talked, and, you know, we really took seriously what in the Lord's hand in this, and that we wanted to take seriously what was going to happen afterwards. We... Mm-hmm. Went to a lot of church elders that we knew, and pastors, and marriage counseling. And then after we had done that, proposed to her, and their days later, got married. And that was the beginning wow. of that relationship with Charlene. And now we've been married over 11 years now. Oh, that's and wonderful. Just thank God. Mm. It is thank God for her. She's also in the graduate program as well. So we're walking together through program yay good for you guys that's great pretty demanding right she she doesn't edit your papers you edit hers no (laughs) it's a lot of work that's okay if you don't understand uh mark's sense of humor (laughs) (laughs) what (laughs) i was just gonna say i've been to your church 
And the first time I went to your church, I sat down on um, uh, little white chairs. And I was hanging on to the chair because I thought I was going to fall over. <laughs> oh. but, but the Lord blessed you with some really nice chairs. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I've enjoyed your little church. And we, I have a mutual friend in that church, Rose Buck. We've been to Bible school together. So, Venus, who didn't you go to Bible school with then? You start making the list that way. <laughs> Did you know Peter's mother, too? Did you have you talked with her some? You yes. I, I went to Bible school with, uh, with his mother and with his dad. And when I went, they were in their third year. They were graduating that year. Okay. Yeah, the pause has been kind of... Uh, we have probably a lot of mutual friends that have, it's kind of a central place in my mind anyway. When I, I'm from the East, right? When I went out West, that the Pogs really stuck out to me because there was so many, so many uh, believers in that area there. It was encouraging to me. Yeah, in the summer, it's beautiful, beautiful lake, beautiful. It's just beautiful, lots of things to, to do in the summer. So Peter, is there anything that, that you would like to share from your heart with the uh, people listening. Really appreciate you sharing with us. It's it's been great. If there was something that you were think you would that would come to your heart to share, that would be wonderful. I was just going to bring up too before I share that is uh, the Lord has blessed us with a children's ministry here. You know, even though in Manitoba we can't have much people in the church building um the lord has uh, made a way for children to actually come to our and they come and stand outside by the door and they want to hear bible stories and um okay. up to this point since you know covid we've had about 24 different children coming and going to our house and you know they they really want to come inside but we can't do that yeah, they, mm -hmm. they do have the opportunity to hear Bible stories, and some of them have even taken on the, the challenge of learning Bible. So wow. we we give them prizes for coming to hear stories and for learning, and um, I think that's kind of what geared other kids to come is when they started hearing that we are giving prizes for them for hearing God's word and learning verses. We're very happy about that. The bottom line is, is that they hear the gospel. Mm. A lot of these youngsters are hearing the gospel for the first time. very funny to see them hear a story like Jonah and Jonah being swallowed by a big fish. And they're <laughs> like, their eyes are just wide open. <laughs> Real? Whoa. Yeah. Just things like that. that you see, they, it, they really take it at the same time. You no, know, they're hearing from God's word, and that's so wonderful that kids are really embracing. Mm. So far out of those kids, three have accepted the Lord. And, um, wonderful. Praying that the others will begin to understand as well. So, yeah. Thank mm -hmm. God. He has really placed upon my heart was like I you mentioned, Venus, that um, I'm a Bible teacher. Yeah. So what I do at Miller College of the Bible, if you've ever heard of that college. I've heard of it. I teach, I teach First Nations and Indigenous ministry. And what I do is 
Um, in this school, of course, I try to familiarize the student with a basic understanding of Native culture, traditionalism, and Native spirituality. The student will learn what God's Word says in regards to culture, in this case, First Nations, and traditionalism and spirituality. And also to give them a broader understanding of First Nations people and culture in a rural and an urban context so that we hope that hope that clarification for the students interest more clarity to the Holy Spirit leading and guiding in their future you know I tackle a lot of things and I'm very specific about a lot of do get a lot of questions about well, what about the um, smudging and the feather and powwow and all of those things they do have a spiritual connotation behind it and I just bring it out and then I share from God's word what it says about those things yeah ambassadors of Jesus Christ we are to make our stand is our foundation definitely is our foundation yes so if anyone had any questions and they could they could ask them to you right if there was anyone yeah. Uh, yeah. any listeners that had questions we could we could point them towards you. That would be good. Yeah. yeah. I do appreciate your, your sharing. It's been, it's been really uplifting and uh, appreciate your emphasis on relationship. Yeah. Just to end on that relationship. The Lord is really in place upon my heart. He is a jealous God. And I've always wondered what that meant. Like it's mm. added on to thou shall have no other gods before me. And then he goes on to, to say that, so I, re- I searched that, and then what it came out was that it's just our exclusiveness, that one-on-one relationship with Him, and mm. there's nothing to get. There's nothing to get in the way of that relationship. If anything has the, if it's going to get in the way of the uh, your relationship, you're going to have a problem with it, or it's going to be a stumbling block. Then we're to turn away from those things. And just focus on God alone. Again, mm-hmm. it says clear in His Word, we are a new creation, and the old is past. So we have decisions to make in our lives. Each time we come across things like that, challenges in our life that stand in the way of our relationship with God, and to bring them before Him and ask Him, you know, this going to be a hindrance in my relationship. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, that's so important for us as believers, as his children, that we know and worship and obey the Lord God Almighty is our heavenly This has been a broadcast of Arrowhead Radio, a ministry of Arrowhead Native Bible Center. Visit our website at arrowheadnbc.com for more information. Look for a new episode next week wherever you find your favorite podcasts.